0: Bye. Hello. Thank you for choosing the Lacadaisical Liberal Podcast. Without further delay, here is your host, Jordan Maywood. Hello! Welcome to the Liberal My name is Jordan Maywood, and I am the Lacadaisical Liberal Yeah, today within the Liberal Cube is. Her Video Games Day, yeah. Did we have one last week? I can't remember. Anyways, it seems like it's been a while, so it's nice to get back into the swing of things, and I think, just sort of on that note, as far as Her Video Games Days go, uh, because I have finished my disc-based games uh, that I sort of had in the queue. That means that my PlayStation Network games have piled up behind them, so uh, they will probably be coming fast and furious because they are quite often shorter. So, there you go. Something I like to say at the top of every show, although on a Video Games Day, I sort of debate its importance, but I do it nonetheless, and that is there will be spoilers, Folks. Listen, when I say there will be spoilers, because there will be. I'm not just whistling Dixie. I'm not quite sure what that means, but I'm not doing that. I am saying spoilers ahead. Something else that I like to say is that if you like what you hear, meaning this podcast, the only payment I ask is a million dollars. No, that is ridiculous. Ha, ha. The only payment I ask is perhaps you pass the podcast on to a friend. Perhaps you rate, subscribe, and comment in iTunes. Canadians, I need two more. Count them two. That is all. Ratings in the Canadian iTunes store for my average to show up. So far, I'm happy to announce, it is an average of 5 out of 5. That being said, one review is from me and one review is from my wife. So, thank you to that third person. Um, yes. Full disclosure. I'm all about full disclosure. Uh, if you want to hear me stop saying, Canadians, I need two more reviews, then Canadians, give me two more reviews and I will stop saying it. It's basic math. Simple, logical, mathematical. Last piece of podcast-related business before we jump into the third Video Games Day Spectacular Ganza, is of course today's sponsor. Today's sponsor is the Smith & Wesson Vending Machine Division. Once again, today's sponsor is the Smith & Wesson Vending Machine Division. Hmm. SPEEDY GONZALES! Had to speed by... A ATROC. Uh, Alright, which leads us in to... Herf Radio Games Day. Uh, I believe I have sort of teased what I'm going to do today, which is the Borderlands 2 DLC, a.k.a. downloadable content. Huh. Uh, last Herf Radio Games Day I did the Skyrim DLC, this one, Borderland, Borderlands Two DLC. Uh, we're going DLC crazy. I am uh, not usually too big on it. I usually kind of just uh, usually, often either or sort of just play the main game and ignore the DLCs. Quite often, that's what I do. But these ones, they look fun, and uh, I have verified that they are fun. <laughs> Uh, there was three for Skyrim, four for Borderlands. There's actually, uh, for Borderlands, four sort of story-based DLCs, but there's other, uh, there's other uh, things you can download, such as like, different characters and different packs, as they call them. Uh, so why don't I jump? right in with, uh, and I'm going to do these in the order they were released, and which is also, coincidentally, the order that I played them. I uh, did something else I've never done before, and downloaded the Season Pass. Uh, Kind of a good idea, from the uh, developer's point of view, that if they know, and I assume they always know, that they're going to be releasing a bunch of DLC for their game, they will give you the option to sort of pay for everything they are going to release all at once in one go and give you sort of a discount on it. So uh, I I like that thought, and it feels just sort of like you're getting a bit of a deal. Um, So, hey, best of both Borderlands 2 Worlds. DLC the first was called Captain Scarlet and her pirate Booty. (laughs) Booty. 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 Professor, what's another name for pirate treasure? Booty. Booty, Booty, uh, had a teacher in, uh, high school named Mr. Booty, and we used to sometimes sing that song in his class, and it was fun, and funny, yeah, fun and funny. Uh, so, if you cannot guess from the title, this DLC is sort of piratey based, and, uh, pirates are big, pirates are big nowadays. There was a article in Wired, not too, too long ago, of just... I don't even think it was an article so much as the whole issue was sort of pirate-themed. Because for some reason, pirates are big and popular now. Uh, I'm not sure if i get that. (laughs) Uh, Because quite often it's sort of aimed at kids, pirate-themed type things. But pirates were bastards. Like killing and robbing and murdering and raping and pillaging. Those, that's what pirates did. I don't think maybe parents realize that when they're like, Hey, kids, you want to be a pirate? Yeah, daddy, I want to go rape. But that probably does not happen. I'm going to try, and I believe I can get these done on the way to work. Wish me luck. Maybe I can't, maybe I can't. Something, something I like that they did is... Um, Suddenly, you're thrust into this world where before it was more sci-fi. Now it's more pie-fi pirate sci-fi. Yeah. Uh, so now all the chests that you would nom- normally open are treasure chests. Uh, something they did is introduced um, sand worms. Something about because uh, it's sort of a deserty desertous area in which this DLC takes place, it's something about as soon as there's sand and you're in a first-person shooter, there's going to be sandworms. It's sort of like they, they have to go hand-in-hand. Hand. It's somewhere in the contract of creating video games or lots of things in which there's deserts. Uh, there's going to be sandworms. And that's strange because sandworms do not actually exist. I'm not sure if you if you are aware of that, but no. There, there's no such thing as sandworms. Uh, something I found about this DLC is that it was hard to level up. Uh, I started this at level 50, so that was in the sort of previous full game of Borderlands 2, that was as high as you can possibly get. And then as soon as you downloaded this, it raised the, what they call the level cap, to uh, level 61. And uh, by the time I had completed the entire DLC, I think I only went up to, like, level 51, maybe 52. By the end of all four DLCs, uh, I'm only at level 57. Uh, so that's a lot of hours and guys killed for not too too much progression, as far as I'm concerned. So uh, I didn't, uh, I don't know, like that. <laughs> uh, and that was with uh, a fair amount of grinding, too. Uh, so to leave this one uh, behind, Captain Scarlet and her Pir- Pirate's Booty, I will say... Uh, it was longer than I thought it was going to be, just uh, hours to complete-wise, so I appreciated that. And uh, it sort of ended with me being swallowed, which uh, I like in a video game. It's not the first time it's happened where I've been swallowed and then had to fight inside what I was swallowed. I like that. Uh, and then, sort of after completing everything, you end up in a temple of loot which is uh, very, very fun. Just a giant temple full of a shit-ton of loot. Got some really good stuff. That's what the Borderlands sort of, it's sort of shining glory is. It's loot. So much shit laying around for you to pick up and better guns and better shields and just a constant state of upgrading loot. Very, very fun. Love it. Uh, I will give Captain Scarlet and her pirate booty five out of five. Yeah. Next, we will move on to Mr. Torg's Campaign of Carnage. Ooh, I very much like that title exciting. Uh, basically, the story here is uh, sort of a little Mad Max Beyond the Thunderdome, two-man enter, one-man leave, uh, kind of, sort of. I-, I thought there was going to be more arena-style battling than there actually was, so I was a little disappointed on that. Uh, what there was of it was fun, and uh, it's kind of going around getting people to sponsor me to fight in these giant battles. Uh, this is where I did a lot of my grinding in the uh, in a sort of a bar fight section here that I would sort of redo and redo and redo because it would help you to level up quickly. A uh, bit of a pain in the ass that you ever have to grind. I, I'm I'm always kind of against grinding. I like a game that doesn't force you to have to do it, where you could sort of play uh, the the main story and the side quests, and that would be enough. I don't think there should ever be a time in a video game where you have to repeatedly do the same quest over and over and over again, just if you want your character to level up so they are powerful enough to take on the next challenge. Uh, I don't so much like that thought. So, despite it being very fun... Uh, I will give Mr. Torg's Campaign of carnage 4 out of 5. Slightly not as good as the pirate one. Mm. Uh, I will say, though, that the end boss in that campaign, pretty awesome. Uh, sort of a mechanical meets flesh giant Tyrannosaurus Rex creature boss monster thing. Fun, fun, fun. Like, like, like. Uh, next... Is Sir Hammerlock's big game hunt? Ah, uh, Sir Hammerlock, who you may know from the main campaign, is a is a bit of a hunter. He's got a hunting vibe to him. Uh, this one focuses sort of a lot on going out and finding sort of big ass, scary, super powerful monsters and hunting them down. So uh, fun, fun, fun from my point of view. It takes place in kind of a, a bit of a swampy area. Within Borderlands, there's always kind of... And I think this holds true for, for anything Borderlands. It always kind of holds to there'll be human-type bad guys, and then there'll be animal-type bad guys, uh, which is a good formula. Yeah, actually, that I just kind of realized that that's a very good video game for, formula. So you're not always fighting humans with guns, humans with guns, blah, blah, blah. Oh, here's some robots, blah, 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 they have guns, blah, blah, blah. No, they'll uh, they'll throw in animals, too, and that, I think, lets the creator's imagination run a little freer. The humans within this campaign are sort of a tribal, kind of voodoo-like shamans. There's some shamans. Some of the shamans got tough. They, like, turned into tornadoes with their shaman-like abilities. Hmm. Uh, Claptrap makes an appearance in this DLC. Claptrap, uh, if you've played this game, you'll know who I mean. If you have not played this game, you'd probably know him if you've seen him, just because he's kind of that, uh, rectangular robot on one wheel. Very, very popular, sort of, uh, I think when you see Borderlands things, quite often you will see him. <laughs> he was, uh, I really liked his little, uh, introduction in this, because it was... Basically repped right out of the movie and book, uh, The Man Who Would Be King, which is one of my favorite movies and was a goddamn good book, too, as well. Uh, in the movie, it was Sean Connery and Michael Caine. Ooh, good, good name recall on that one. I will say, The Man Who Would Be King movie, 5 out of 5. Mm-hmm. I will say, Sir Hammerlock's Big Game Hunt, uh, 4 out of 5. Yep, 4 out of 5. Good, but not as good as the booty one, and sort of on par with the campaign of carnage. Yep. Oh, uh, one, sort of, uh, since I'm kind of bringing up last boss, because I because those are always fun. Well, sh- should I say they're always fun? Well, they were always fun. This one's sort of the main boss. Well, it's uh, kind of interesting how they did it, is... It's like a scientist type guy, evil scientist dude, who's kind of he's kind of uh, taunting you through the entire game, and then you finally reach, uh, let's say, his lair, his evil lair. First off, uh, as quite often happens in boss fights, they'll be broken up into parts. The first part, you're fighting one of his uh, creations, It's this giant um, monster. <laughs> sure. It's uh, the very definition of monster, and it's got, like, um tubes, not tubes, uh, tubes, how do you describe them? Yeah, kind of like test tubes, yeah, test tubes, I think that's what I meant to write, because I wrote tubes, that doesn't really make sense. So he's got, like, test tubes kind of coming all in and out of his body, and it's... Uh, One of those things where it's obvious these are what you have to focus your shooting on in order to break these test tubes, because they are sort of what is giving this giant monster its power. Uh, That was fun, and it was tough. Yeah, it was tough. took took me a couple tries, that's for sure. And then, once you've defeated it, you go on to fight the evil scientist himself. Oh no, it's going to be so hard. (laughs) They did something that just sort of blew my mind, and I couldn't stop laughing. Uh, Probably one of the hardest I've ever laughed in a video game, and that was, you're sort of about to battle this evil scientist, and then he shows himself in person for this first time, and he's kind of just a frail-looking little nerd dude. Um, He has a gun. Yeah. (laughs) And then, uh, I love this. And then he fell down the stairs. Um, and died. (laughs) It's just a friggin' awesome idea. So you you never actually even battle him. He just sort of, you're gonna die now! And then starts walking down the stairs and trips and dies and that ends that DLC. Mission not accomplished as far as getting these all done on the way to work. So, I will be back in eight hours to polish off the last uh, DLC which is Tiny Tina's Assault on Dragon Keep. Uh, that's pretty good, though, uh, that it worked out this way just because the last one was my favorite one and uh, the one that I just finished on the weekend, so I will probably have more to say. So, hey, um, I meant to do that. Yes, that is, that is what happened. Mm. One last thing to say, of course, and that is... Love you, dearies. I'm a fool to do your dirty... Working, working, working. And we're back. We are back! We are back! We are back! We are back! 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 We are back! Back in action! Hello again! Uh, eight hours of work under the old belts, no less. Yeah, what? under the belt, what? That's a saying. I'm pretty sure that's a saying. If it's not Um, congratulations for witnessing the birth of a new thing. So, for you it has been seconds, for me it has been eight hours. Um, what did I do this morning? Oh yeah, first three DLCs... Accomplished, on the drive-in. Uh, I didn't feel too bad about not fitting all four in, because the last DLC was my favorite. And also the one that I sort of most recently played. All the other three uh, played probably about a month ago. Uh, and the last one, Tiny Tinas Assault on Dragon Keep, uh, just came out, came out on um, the 25th. And did I beat it in one weekend? or is that two weekends? What, what day is it? Where am I? Who am I? Uh, one or two weekends. Uh, it did have some heft to it. I didn't do all of the optional side missions, um, but perhaps I'll go back and visit, and if I ever do, I will have those missions readily available for me. So, uh, that's nice. I-, I bet if I had have done those, uh, the heft would have been even more pronounced. Uh, this this DLC is a beautiful thing. It combines um, Borderlands 2 which is basically, kind of, if you want to boil it down, a a sci-fi first-person shooter. Uh, That's kind of boiled down. That's what it is. And then throws in the Realm of Fantasy. Ah! So, uh, as you can imagine, these two things combine to make something that I love. Probably, out of all of my Borderlands experiences, including the first game and this game, uh, this has been my most favorite. Uh, Easy for me to give it 5 out of 5. No questions asked whatsoever on that score. Uh, Basically what it is, is it takes place kind of during the main story of Borderlands 2, where you're kind of just sitting around taking a little break, basically. And during this break you decide or rather tiny tina decides why don't we break out a board game and have a little go since we're not really doing much of anything other than waiting for someone to be tortured i mean for some um things to progress in order to move the main story along okay so that's where we is and then it sort of and then it sort of goes on sort of as if my character that i have been playing all along is within this Dungeons and Dragons-esque role-playing game that they are playing. It's basically Dungeons and Dragons, even to the point where, and I think I said this in the description of this episode, so it's not really giving anything away, there's a point where, and this is where I fell in love the most, not even battling dragons, yeah, I've battled dragons before, and that's awesome to happen in a first-person shooter, I've never done that before. But what sort of blew my mind more than anything was there was a part where I was talking to a NPC, which you may know stands for uh, Non-Playable Character, and uh, as I was chatting with him, sort of, we threw the dice to see how the chat was going to go, right? That's what happens in Dungeons & Dragons. It's a lot of dice throwing to determine outcomes of things, things even such as sort of conversations and... Uh, how your conversation with a character will go depending on your dice roll, so we threw the dice down and uh ended up <laughs> inadvertently crushing this character so uh, I'm playing a video game, and I remember the missus sort of walked by during this, and I tried to explain it to her, and I don't think she got it, but was kind enough to say, "Yes, that's very cool," as if she was sort of patting me patronizingly on the head uh. <laughs> I'm playing a video game in which, uh, I'm playing a Dungeons and Dragons game inside the video game, and inside of that Dungeons and Dragons game, inside the video game I am playing, uh, a pair of dice came down and killed one of the characters. Just friggin' mind-blowing shit, man, and I loved it so much. Why don't I just see what some of my notes say? Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> right off the bat. Almost the very first thing that happens is I'm attacked by a giant dragon. Uh, and I do I die? Yeah, I think I do die. Like, just snap my fingers, dead. I had no chance whatsoever of beating this dragon. And Tiny Tina uh, says something along the lines of, well, that's ridiculous, you can't put the main boss right at the beginning of a campaign. Um, let's start over. So we basically start over, and the dragon is no longer there. Sort of uh, very, very much breaking the fourth wall throughout is kind of how it felt. Then travel to a forest. Uh, At first, if you know Borderlands, you'll enter a, a new area, and the sort of name of the area will pop up on the screen. At first, it was something along the lines of the Forest of Despair, or... I can't actually remember what it was. It was something like either Forest of Despair or Forest of Goody Goody Gumdrops. I, I don't really remember. But the name quickly changed to Forest of Getting Eaten Alive by Trees. That was the name of the area. So, as you can imagine, trees came alive and tried to eat me. The trees, sort of etin-like, uh, luckily were slow. Uh, pfft. Friggin' 99% of bad guys in this game were super quick, and you couldn't easily beat them because of their quickness. Uh, The trees, though, tough to kill, were slow. Something that sort of develops throughout this DLC is that uh, one of the main characters in the main storyline had just died. I won't say who, but uh, Tiny Tina, who's basically an insane little girl um, is sort of blocking out this fact and has created this dead character in sort of this Dungeons & Dragons campaign to quite often fight alongside with me. Uh, I'm playing with other characters from the main storyline, and occasionally will try to explain that this character is dead. Um, you know he's dead, Right. Uh, Tina, you have to face facts. He's dead. Yada yada yada. She never sort of owns up until the, until the very last sequence of, of the game, and it's actually it was very very sad, uh, almost tear to the eye worthy when she's kind of faced with the reality of this character who she loves, uh, his demise. Huh. Other mind blowiness. There's a large chunk chunk of the game takes place in dwarven mines. Uh, the dwarves, there's not too many of them. (laughs) Yeah, I remember this now. My sort of first interaction with the dwarf, we have to make the decision whether we talk with them and try to work our differences out, or punch the dwarf king in the face. (laughs) The, one of the characters I am playing with playing Dungeons and Dragons with. Basically everything he wants to do throughout this entire campaign is punch it in the face. PUNCH IT IN THE FACE! PUNCH IT IN THE FACE! He will say ad nauseum. So, um, unfortunately, we go with his advice and punch the Dwarf King in the face, making all dwarfs now hate us and try to kill us. Not good idea. Sometimes, use your words. Like, for example... When, uh, after traveling through a underground dungeon, we used our words with a uh, young woman who was sort of the main wizard's daughter, the main bad guy wizard. Now, uh, that character, what's his name, Breck, I think, he, of course, is saying things along the lines of, uh, punch her in the face, why don't we just punch her, come on, let's punch her. Uh, we decide against it this time, due to a dice roll, and talk to her instead. Uh, yeah. So, as soon as we start talking to her, she changes into a giant spider queen and tries to kill us. Damn her. That was a tough battle, that one, I will say. Because she would, I don't know if she would so much shoot uh, baby spiders out of her, or they would just appear. Uh, I was constantly running for my life during that entire battle, so I didn't really see where the baby spiders came from. In order to escape, uh, I think I jumped ahead a little bit there. That's okay. It doesn't matter. Uh, there was a jumping puzzle that was goddamn difficult. First person jumping puzzles should be illegal. They're, they're never easy. This one was no exception. I died and I'm not a hundred percent positive if I was meant to die the three or four times that I did. Because uh, eventually Tiny Teen is like, yeah, uh this puzzle is too difficult, so here's a magical part a magical bridge that appeared out of nowhere. And then I just took the bridge. There was a giant door that uh in order to get through I had to get uh letters from around the dwarven kingdom to sort of uh put in order in order for the mystical door to open and I could continue on my journey to the dragon's keep. Uh, The word that I needed to spell in order to open up this door was the word FART. The word FART. That I liked. (laughs) Uh, Of course, a maniacal little girl uh, creating a Dungeons & Dragons campaign. She was like the Dungeon Master, basically. Uh, it's going to use the word fart. That just kind of goes without saying. Uh, the game ends... The... Pff, the game... The, the DLC ends well in the sense that I really had a sense of accomplishment that uh, I had completed a difficult task. Uh, sort of waded through dragons and eventually made my way to the top of the keep in which the evil wizard was there, I had to battle him uh, four different times. Quite often... Was it four? Oh, shit, now I forget. I'm pretty sure it was four different times. I was just about to say, and now I don't know if this is true, Like quite often in video games, you will battle giant bosses, and they will have three different uh, incarnations. This one, I believe, had four, but now I can't remember. Uh, each tougher than the last. That's, uh, that is true, because the last one... Really, really tough. And then we all uh, sort of lived happily ever after the end, basically. The end was a little bittersweet. Sweet in that we had sort of triumphed over the evil wizard. Uh, Bitter in that this is sort of the section after game where Tiny Tina has admitted that the death of her friend in the main campaign of Borderlands 2 has really hit her hard, and we're all sad over it. But we had fun. We had fun. Just a couple of crazy kids and adults sitting around playing a board game. Little Dungeons and Dragons inside of a video game. Folks, that will end it for me. I had very, very much fun talking about it and I hope you had fun listening about it. And uh, if you want to just sort of round it all out, uh, what I hope more than anything, is that you play it for yourself, people, because that is sort of my uh, goal in for video games days, is when I give a 5 out of 5, and you can tell, like I think you can now, that I'm excited about a game in particular that you uh, play it for yourself. So hey, if you do, and have similar feelings, or not even necessarily similar feelings, you can let me know to the email address provided in the closing credits or tweet at me, I am Jordan underscore Maywood, on Twitter. That, of course, leaves one final thing to say, which is, of course, it is nice to be nice to the nice. Thank you for listening. This has been another edition of the Lacadaisical Libra cubicle Wrist.